Welcome to the 2021 season of Run My West Coast. I am your host, Eddie Klein. Run My West Coast is a podcast for runners interested in Holland Haven Marathon and running in West Michigan. So here we go. We're, the race is over, and we're going to do 2021 Holland Haven Marathon race recap episode, talking all about what happened at the race this year. A lot of things, a lot of things to talk about. It was a transition year. Uh, things were a little different. Um, it was our hottest year ever. Uh, we had record attendance. We had awesome spectators and volunteers. We had a cool recovery zone. And what I'm going to talk about at the end of this episode, we had a returning runner for the third time. Beth Nykirk was out on the course this year, and she is going to be our interview for this podcast. So we'll get to that a little bit later. So let's start with the race recap and what happened out there and what I saw from a race director's perspective it was, a, it was a transition year. I mean, we were mostly back to normal. We didn't have any real COVID restrictions other than wearing masks on buses, which was no big deal. And for me personally, way, way less stressful. It was very stressful last year trying to get uh, everything with the health department together, and it was stressful on runners because, man, I was doing some last-minute changes that I didn't really want to have to do last year, and I was giving runners updates by the day saying this or that could happen, and we had some crazy rules that we just didn't even have to think about this year. So it was way better this year. Yeah, last year was just very difficult for runners and the volunteers and the staff, and uh, 2021, much more normal to everyone. You know, we did lose some partners because of COVID, but that that was a minor thing, really. We were still able to put on a great race without some of our our partners that we had in the past, we did our best. And I think this year turned out great. And, uh, I can't complain at all. I can complain a little bit about the heat. I, <laughs> I did not plan the weather to be that warm. And then if you ran the race, you know what I'm talking about. It was our warmest year, our hottest year we've ever had at Holland Haven Marathon. It was 71 degrees when we started the race and it was that way all night before too. So yeah, it wasn't the hottest race that happened this summer in Michigan by far, but it was still plenty warm. And the heat and humidity, it had been dropping since August, and it, it started falling a couple weeks before the race, and all of a sudden it just spiked for race day. So it was definitely much warmer, much more difficult race than we've had in the past. And a lot of people actually dropped out of the race, the most we've ever had that didn't actually get to finish. And those who did finish, most people had slower times than – what they probably expected or what they've been training to do. Now I can relate a little bit to that in my own experience. Cause nine years ago I ran the Boston marathon in 2012 and you wouldn't think in April it'd be hot, but I tell you what, I started at 10 AM my wave and uh, it was 87 degrees when I started that race in Boston. So I, I know how some of these people felt out there on, on Holland Haven. It wasn't even that warm, but when I was in Boston, wow, I know I ran my, I planned on running a three thirty that day and I did run my first half in the, at the one forty five mark. And I ended up finishing the race at three fifty three. So I slowed down significantly on the second half. I was getting dehydrated and I was walking through water stations and all that stuff. So anyway, yeah, I can definitely relate to that a little bit more as being out there running when it's hot. Uh, so let's get into who was at the race. I want to tell you some of the demographics. We did have record attendance, and I'll tell you how many were there and where they came from a little bit. We did have 1,300 people registered for the race, uh, 400 in the full marathon, 600 in the half, 
and 308k race. Now that doesn't mean they all showed up. We did have a large no-show rate of over 10% this year, which is 10% is our normal no-show rate. And it was it was actually higher this year. I'm not really sure why, if it was the weather or other things going on in people's lives. So we did have that happen. Uh, some of the age groups, some of the bigger age groups, we had uh, 20% of our people were in their 20s, 28% in their 30s, 26% in their 40s, and 25% 50 and older. So a pretty good spread really across the decades of age on who showed up for the race. So that's pretty cool that we got that wide spectrum of people coming out to do the race. Um, as usual, we were heavy on the female side. We were 61% female, 39% male. That's pretty normal for us. And that's probably pretty normal for a lot of races. I know that women are out there doing more of that group type running in the, in the groups and uh, some of the longer stuff. So not a surprise there. One thing that's cool this year is we got the most states that we've ever had come to the race. We had 30 states out of 50 states in America represented this year, and that's our all-time high. So that's really cool that people were coming from nationwide all over the place to come out and do Holland Haven Marathon. So I'm I'm really excited about that. Uh, Some of the numbers from the bigger states, of course, Michigan was our biggest state. We had about 1,000 runners come from Michigan, and then uh, 90 out of Indiana, and 90 out of Illinois, and then the other states are a little bit smaller after that. In uh, just Holland residents, in our in our city where we live, there was 130 runners that came from Holland. So super excited that Holland runners came out to support, still want to run the race, still want to be part of it. So that's really awesome to see such a local community feel for the race. So next thing we'll talk about, a little bit is who won the races because we did have race winners, even though we had some slower winning times than we've had, but not, not always, you know, not the all time slowest in every single race. Um, our full marathon, I think was our slowest race ever. We we've, we've never had someone not break three hours, but in the other distances and in, in, in the men's and women's, not all these were the slowest time. So I'm just going to name them off. So you can kind of get a feel for who was out there, who was fast, even in the heat and, how fast they ran. So our full marathon men's winner was Austin ends and he ran in three Oh one 14 and our full marathon female winner was Rachel Fagurski who was three 14 15. And she did email me afterward and tell me that she took advantage of the Porta Johns on the course and did some pooping. So I think that she could have probably run a little faster had she not made a couple stops. Uh, our half marathon winner in the men's side was Nathan O'Connor and he ran it in one thirteen twenty, and our female winner for the half was Kelly Babcock in one thirty four thirty five. Eight K winner was Ben Foreman on the men's side in twenty eight forty six, and on the women's side, Betsy Newsfitter. I don't know if I said her name right. News Tifter maybe. Tell me if I'm wrong on that one. Uh, anyway, thirty minutes and one second. So those were our winners. And just to mention real quick, the full marathon winners were also the state champions of Michigan because we were the Roadrunners Club of America state championship race this year for the full marathon. So those winners got to get an extra medal from the RRCA when they finished their race. And we also had winners in the Masters, uh, the Grand Masters and the Senior Grand Masters for those full marathons for the RRCA. So that was pretty cool to see people not only win our race, but get some extra swag and some bling 
on the end when they were done. Oh, what do we got next? I was going to talk a little bit about our MC at the finish line because our MC at the finish line, and, and a lot of you were there and you heard him talking. He is actually the mayor of Holland. His name is Nathan Box. And it's our third year having Mayor Box out to MC the race. And I think everyone just loves his commentary and his enthusiasm as the runners are finishing the race. It's, uh, it's really a great show of support from, our, from the city of Holland to just have our mayor there because, like I said, there's 130 Holland runners and we get all the Holland police and the Holland volunteers. So to have our, our own mayor down there is really cool. And he just does a great job every year volunteering to be at the race and you know, encourage the runners as they come in. So a huge shout out and a huge thank you to Mayor Box for once again being out at Holland Haven Marathon and just helping it to, to make it a great event. Another thing that helped our event be awesome this year was spectators. There was a lot of spectators out the course. I, I didn't get to go out on the course a whole lot, but I did get out there a little bit and see the spectators and there was a lot of them. They were up and down the course. They were all over the place. You know, people driving, people in their lawn chairs, people on the side of the road, locals. So it was really cool to see a great turnout, cheer on the runners, get them going. And and also just the signs. I saw some great signs out there. Probably the most signs I've ever seen uh, at, at our race. And a lot of them were very encouraging to runners. And a lot of them were just downright hilarious, which was awesome too, because I saw some really funny ones. And Besides the ones I saw in person, I also have a lot of photos from my photographers who were out there on the course that got a lot of these signs and pictures. So I've got to look at them and, and I'll be sharing those and, and posting some of them on our Facebook page. And as we go and some of the other people can see how funny some of this stuff is. So that's great to just have that support of the race fans out there. Love seeing that. Love people to be out there and, and just give the runners the support, especially on the hot day when it was just, uh, it was tough. It was really tough out there. And so... Kudos to Holland spectators and anybody else who came from anywhere else that wanted to really get the runners, get behind them, and get after it. So kudos also to our volunteers, of course, and they did a wonderful job. I have gotten so many messages, emails, Facebook comments, just all over about how great our volunteers were this year. And I can't take any credit for it. I mean, I just told them what to do and where they had to be. These people are just awesome people, and they stepped up, and they took care of our runners. And I, I'd like to say that every year we get the best volunteers from all around Michigan, and 2021 was definitely no exception. They were just awesome, and we definitely can't thank the volunteers enough. I appreciate every volunteer that showed up because it was a hot day. It was a Sunday, and we needed a lot of you, and you came out, and you rocked it, and you gave these runners – a really great experience that they're going to remember the rest of their lives. So huge appreciation there for volunteers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was awesome. Uh, at the end of the race this year. So we had our recovery zone and this was our first year having an outdoor recovery zone for runners in the past. We've had it in a building and this year we didn't want to go into a building just because we didn't want to get trapped by COVID restrictions on an indoor facility and, you know, last year we didn't have anything at all. So it was just kind of like finish the race and get your medal and food and go home. But every other year we've always had somewhere to go and, and kind of hang out and party. So this year we did in the parking lot and it worked out pretty good, I think. Uh, we had some tents out there for vendors. We had 12 different vendors and partners that were out there all day long that runners could interact with. And I saw people, a lot of people getting stretching and 
talking to the different places that were out there and the military was out there. So it was, it was really cool to see some interaction there. Uh, the photo station, we had this photo backdrop right after the finish line. And there was just a giant line there for hours. I mean, 25 people in line for two to three hours, getting their photos with their medals, with the signs we had with their friends, family, people they ran with. It was awesome. It was awesome to see so many people excited about the race and get their photos in there. I got over there and got a couple photos. I jokingly said a couple times, if you wanted to get one with me, the race director, it'd be only $5. Nobody took me up on that. But then when I said I would do it for free, which I really meant, uh, I did get in a couple photos, which was fun. And so glad I got to be part of someone's experience uh, at the end of the race. So that's really cool. Uh, we also sold a lot of merchandise. We had a great merchandise tent. Uh, my sisters ran that, which I love my sisters, and so glad they could put that out for us and, and give the runners all a chance to get some cool swag as they were getting finished up and trying to find some stuff. So that was great. And then we also, for the first time, had food trucks. So we had three food trucks out there, and I know runners really got a chance to eat something that they wanted and their families got to eat and our volunteers got to eat. So that was a cool thing that I got to get out there this year that we haven't had before. So a little change, something exciting is, you know, you got an option on the food. So more things that are cool about the race that we didn't do before. So it's really cool to just have some different ideas and, and have some different stuff to do. So I really like that. Another new thing we did this year was have Hiccup Earth come out and bring their cups out. So they have these recyclable silicone cups. They're like 8-ounce cups. And this lady named Christina, I found out about her cup service. She brings out cups to races because she got tired of a bunch of waste and trash being thrown away at races all the time. She She's a runner, and she saw this at a race, and she's decided to start this this process. So we didn't have all this trash. So this year on our course at every single aid station, we had recyclable cups, so we, we really eliminated a lot of trash. We had 15,000 cups this year that we got in from Hiccup Earth, and we were able to use them. The runners all loved them. I heard great feedback about it. And so I was really pleased that we were able to do that this year and save a little bit of trash and help out actually a small local business and a veteran-owned business too, so really cool. Uh, we had trifecta medals this year and we had a couple dozen people get their trifecta medal which means you ran the full marathon you ran the half marathon you ran the 8k and that doesn't mean you had to run them in order and it doesn't mean you ran them on the same day because that's not possible they all are going on at the same time so if you want to get the trifecta medal which is this really cool extra medal you can earn from holland haven marathon uh it's like the size of the full marathon medal but it's got a spinning windmill on it you know how our our medal and our logo got that windmill but this thing spins so come to holland haven for three years and run these three different races and in addition to the race medals you got you will also get the trifecta medal and it's pretty cool and we like i said we had a couple dozen people get it this year and it's our we started doing the trifecta in 2017 and only a handful of people less than 100 people have gotten it so it's a pretty exclusive group over the last few years that have gotten the trifecta medal. So if you're interested in that, keep coming back to the race. All right, next, I'm excited to say we're going to be interviewing Beth Nykirk. Beth Nykirk is a runner and a teacher and a wife, and in my opinion, an influencer because she's on Instagram talking about running a lot, and she's also a three-time Holland Haven Marathon finisher. So we're definitely going to get Beth on this podcast 
and let you find out some more about her, her running journey, some of the races she's done, what she did at Holland Haven this year. I wanted to give you more perspective from like a runner and not just the race director of like, how did the Holland Haven marathon go for 2021 and just other things that has been going on with Beth. So welcome Beth Nykirk to the podcast. Hey Beth, welcome to run my West coast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Glad to be here. it's great to have you. So you're my first running guest on the podcast. We've had one other guest and no runners so far. So it's cool to have an actual runner and someone who's run Holland Haven Marathon be on the show. And then we can talk about running, of course, what you've run and, and Holland Haven Marathon and, and what it looked like this year. And from a runner's perspective, I kind of gave my perspective already on what it looked like from the race director side, but I'd love to give everybody out there this view of uh, how a runner experienced the race. So before we get to that, let's back up a little bit and say, Beth Nykirk, where did she start running and why and where did this all come from? Because you're all of a sudden a runner. Yeah, that's actually kind of not that long of a story. So I didn't start running until 2017. So I've only been running for just over four years now. Um, And literally four years ago, I had a friend who inspired me. She's training for her marathon. She said, well, you know, you could do this too. And I, I'd never had even considered myself a runner before. I never ran in school. I didn't do a whole lot of sports. So that was kind of a new adventure for me. And she's just like, well, you're the type of person that if you set your mind to something, I know you will accomplish it. So I, I believe that <laughs> I see that part of you. Yeah. So I just decided, I guess I'm going to run a half marathon and that's where I started. I didn't even start with like a 5k, which would make maybe a little oh, more so sense. Your first race you ever ran was a half. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, first race ever, but I had from June till October to train. So I thought, well, I have time and I just hopped on the treadmill and started gradually building up speed and distance and I would consider myself a very average runner, but I think it's important for other people to know that you don't have to have been always, you know, a runner to accomplish great things. Yeah. So, yeah, I've only been running for about four years, and in that time, I've ran all kinds of different distances, and I think Holland Haven this year was my 11th half marathon, wow. and um, I've ran five full marathons, and my sixth one is next month, so yeah. Kind of done a lot in a short period of time, but I just love the race atmosphere, so it keeps me going. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. So are you one of those types of persons that's collecting, like you got all your bibs, all your medals, like in some kind of trophy room in the house or something? Yeah, I'm a little bit nerdy like that, but I, for the most part, I love sharing my medals also like with, I'm a teacher, so I love sharing them with my students. Oh, like, that's cool. so after Holland Haven this year, it was super fun to you know, bring in my bib and show them pictures from the race and let them try on my medal. And for some of these students, you know, that might be inspiring to them. Maybe I want to run too. And I already have students who tell me that like, yeah, I run more now because of you. Oh, that's awesome. I think that's super cool. So I love bringing in and sharing with my experience with my students. Oh yeah. And how old are the kids you're talking about? Second grade. Oh, second. Oh, little guys. Yeah. They're an influential age. And I just think, yeah, maybe I can encourage a few more of them to run yeah. or do anything active for that reason. So, <laughs> Right. Yeah. The more you can get the kids active at a young age, obviously the better. Yeah. I would totally yeah. agree with that. So you progressed from a half marathon to a full. How long before you ran a full after you ran a half? How long did that get time take or what was the? 
Uh, so I swore after <laughs> I swore after my first half marathon that I would never run a full. Famous last words, I suppose, by a lot of runners. But at the time, I just mentally couldn't imagine doubling the distance. So I waited two and a half years oh. and then decided, I guess this is the time. So in the yeah. beginning of 2019, I'm like, well, I guess I'm just I'm going to do it. So I just kept thinking about it and thinking about it and listening to other friends who, uh, you know, run a lot and was inspired by them. So, yeah, only a few years later. So 2019 was my first full yeah, marathon. So. The first time you ran Holland Haven was 2019, the half. And that yep. was kind of a training run because you were building up to your full that year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, so, yeah, it's been great. It's really been going really well. That's cool. That, yeah, I, I have a similar experience to you as how I got started long long distance running. I grew up as a runner, so I ran cross country in high school and stuff, 5Ks, 10Ks, but I never ran a long distance race until one year my my wife, out of the blue, kind of like you, just decided I'm going to train for Riverbank Run. And she joined like the Gazelle Running Group. I'm like, no, I'm not doing all that. Yeah. And so then I... I stood at the finish line and watched her finish. And when I saw her finish, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be here next year. Like yeah. I was so inspired watching her run that race. I was like blown away. I'm like, so then I just started running long distance. All of a sudden I'm running 25 K. And then after I ran my first riverbank, I'm looking at my time, my splits, and I'm looking at the Boston like qualification. I'm like, oh, I could make it to Boston. So it just <laughs> snowballed into like that. I'm running a marathon to qualify, you know, yeah. same exact thing that, that happened to you. Kind of like you just like find out. How, and then you find out how awesome the running community is. I think that's the hugest thing. It's just everyone's so inspiring. And when you watch, I love, yeah, if it's spectating or just tracking friends of mine who run races, yeah. like, I love that. I think it's it's absolutely incredible. So I I'm, I totally agree with you on that. Yeah, it's it's so much fun to be a spectator. I, I get, the, get the chance at Holland Haven every year to be a spectator, which is cool, and see all the runners out there. So, it you know, I kind of gave my take on the – perspective of the Holland Haven this year and and I saw one thing I saw that maybe you probably saw too was a lot of spectators with signs this year there were so many signs there were tons of signs this year the crowd support is awesome on Holland Haven like there are people on every part of the course uh, I mean it's it's awesome and it's great because it's right on the lake shore there so anyone who lives on the course or you can easily drive and park and just walk and access part of the course. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought the signs were, were great as always. And I think people have also been, after not having racing for a while with right. COVID, I think they're just glad to be back. Um, but then again, you had, we did have the full marathon. I ran the full marathon last year right? because you were one of the only people, <laughs> I know, one right? of the only race directors who was awesome enough to have a race despite all the COVID restrictions. Oh, and I had to fight. Really, really hard tooth and nail for that. You know, that, that full marathon last year, we had to cap it at 300 people based on the health department's uh, numbers they wanted us to keep it at. Plus, we had to start people, you know, every 10 minutes for hours. I don't even know how long. But and uh, but the sad part was, like, when we closed registration, I still had 100 people on the waiting list that I right. had to turn away. And a lot of that was people trying to BQ. Last year, out of the I think out of the 300 people we had in 2020, like 60 of them BQ'd. So many people came for a BQ. Right. And usually we have about a couple dozen B- BQs. Like about this, that's why we had 2021. But yeah, it was all people trying to do this Boston qualifier because there was nobody else you could go run a Boston qualifier. So yeah, I'm really glad we got to have the race last year. As much as it sucked for me as a race director, <laughs> and probably sucked for the the participants to go through all the protocols. At least we got to do it. 
Yeah, I honestly didn't think, I was just, your communication was so great with all the emails and everything. Like, there wasn't a wonder or mystery of what was happening next with the race, yeah. which I think is super important because then you just feel that much more involved as a participant. And I was nervous every time I'd get an email. Right. Is this the email where it says this race is not happening or going virtual? But you made it work. It yeah. was it was awesome. I mean, the whole experience, I, I liked how it was smaller because then you felt it was more you know special to be there. That's true. And yeah, we made it work with spacing things out and starting multiple yeah. waves, and it, it went well despite yeah, despite all the, yeah. the the rules we had followed. But and, yeah, it was good. and uh, you know, we had seven hundred total people last year in twenty twenty, and the health department reported zero uh, cases of COVID from our event, so it paid off. All the safety protocols worked, and. Nobody got sick and it, it worked out. So let's forget about 2020. Yeah. Let's do it in the past. Let's talk more about 2021. Because <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, on my perspective of 2021, so much less stress. Like it was so much easier to put the race on this year. It felt like 2019 again or 2018 again, where I like checked all my boxes. I knew what was going on and I put the race on. So I hope for you, it felt more like 2019 this year, kind of smoother and, and other than the, well, the weather is obviously... <laughs> It was our hottest year ever this year, which is crazy because here we are a couple of weeks later and it's like 50 and cold outside in Michigan. Yeah, I actually was looking uh, back in my Garmin history and 2019 at the start of the race, uh, apparently it was 55 degrees. And then last year at 2020, the start of the full, I had it 64 degrees and I thought that was a little warm last year. And this year we were, we were, it was warm. Yeah. yeah. But I think everyone's excitement and just wanting to be there. Sure, you may have had to adjust your goal, but right. still, hopefully maybe next year it'll be a little bit cooler again. Yeah, usually in September it's not that bad. So you just never know, but you can't you can't really fight Mother Nature. It is what it is. You know, it wasn't pouring rain. The, mm -hmm. the very next day after the race, that Monday, it was pouring rain and thunderstorms. So we missed that by one day, like in the middle of the day. It was terrible. So, yeah. We just got lucky on the weather, really, that it wasn't terrible weather. So that's good. How did you think about, uh, let me ask you about some of the other stuff, the volunteering. What did you see out there? The volunteers are absolutely incredible. Like at every single aid station, you never had to do the, you know, at some races I've been to where things aren't ready. And oh, yeah. so when you approach the aid station, aid station, you're like almost wasting a little bit of time where yeah. we didn't have to deal with that at all. At no point was, and everyone's so involved and supportive uh, with especially with having our names on our bibs, I think that's great because then they can s say your name when you even approach the aid station. Oh, yeah, that's true. Which I've always loved about races where you have your name on the bib because I don't know this person at all most of the time. Don't know them. Yeah. But there's it just adds a little more personalization. And, yeah, everything. And there's so many of the aid stations that just when you think – I really need a Gatorade or water, whatever you need. There right. it is. Oh, good. I mean, I know the course really well, granted, because I live on the course also. Yeah. yeah. But but it still helped for people maybe who aren't from the area or friends of mine that I recruited to come run the race. I just assured them, like, oh, yeah, I reassured them there will be many well-stocked aid stations and porta potties and all the things. So yeah, good. Yeah, it was incredibly organized as always. Um, everything from start to finish was so flawless. I. I I was very pleased with how, how it all went. Oh, good. Yeah. Speaking of, like you talked about my email communication, I, the same communication I put out to runners, I put out to the volunteers. Like they get bombarded with instructions from me. We even put an instruction sheet in the volunteer packet mm -hmm. when they take it out to their spot. It's like, 
do this, do this, do this. And I'm like, you know, I was in the military, so I'm like, for step number one, you yeah. need to be prepared for whatever's happening. And step number two, you got to have every, you know, hand people their stuff. And so, yeah, I'm pretty regimented in my volunteer instructions and make sure they're doing what they're supposed to do. No, I thought that's, that, that it's all great. And even on, if there's any questions that people have in advance, it's like, well, go to the website. Half the time that I'm sure the questions you get, I mean, I know you're so great about answering, but it's like, well, look at the website. There's oh, yeah. so many frequently asked questions that you put on there that could clarify a lot of maps and details and anything you'd want to know uh, before they maybe email you. You know, right. I think that's helpful. The more yeah, it also eases everyone's nerves, like what's going to, what do I need to know about? or How, how does the bus work? And those type of things. Yeah. It's all on there. So I a lot of times when I'm emailing runners information, it's just a link to this on the <laughs> click here. There's always these click here, click here, click here, because I just try to populate because you know what? I'm really doing it for the runners, but also I'm doing it for myself because mm-hmm. I don't want to get 100 emails of the same question. Right. Because I do. Uh, and so to alleviate that problem for myself, because I you know, I hate to miss out on the email. If someone emails me a question, I'd want to get right back to them, especially the closer it gets to the race because they're like scrambling to figure out stuff. So I figure if I put out more information, then they don't have to worry about it. And also just on social media too, if people want to look on you know, the, the Facebook page or they want to look on Instagram or there's always multiple ways that you can find that information. So that's always, you know, helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So you ran, what was your, I don't know what your time was. How'd it go? You don't have to say your time. You can just give us a ballpark. Uh, yeah. If you want to. It, no, it wasn't pretty this year. I had three, three fifty. It was not a PR race. Um, 350 something. No, no, no. We're talking about a half marathon. You didn't run that. Oh, no, no. That's my full marathon. Sorry. Sorry. Oh my gosh. I'm hallucinating. Sorry. One. Sorry. My gosh. 150 something. Definitely was not what I was hoping to run. Sorry for the half. I was thinking the full. Um, But I also was trying, I'm using as part of my training for full marathon next month. I try to have some grace with myself, but between the heat and then just, yeah, I think I just got in my own head a little bit this year, but, but it's still, you know, I was probably in the middle of the race. I was dragging my feet a bit like, oh gosh, but I just had to focus on the bigger picture. Like this is still, there's so many people who would want to be running this race. Maybe they're injured and they can't, or friends of mine who wish they could be running and you know, they couldn't for a variety of reasons. And I thought, yeah, it's time to just be grateful. And yes, not every race can be a a PR race. That's just the way it goes. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. You know, and that can be hard sometimes. You always think that there has to be some linear progress, like always going to improve, but I feel like the more you improve, then the less likely or the, the you know, not as large of gains you might make. It's not right. like every single time that will no, happen. You shouldn't get a PR every so. time you go out there. It's not going to happen. You yeah, just... but this is the course to get a PR on. I'll just tell everyone, this is a great course, especially yeah. for the half. It's flat and fast. Um, That's true. And so, and well shaded for the majority of the course at the beginning. So if you haven't run the half marathon, any listeners, they should next year um, or or full marathons too, but the half is definitely uh, more of a flat course and point to point. So there's so many things that are great. Do you, I mean, I saw you out there about mile 10. Yeah, you come out of nowhere. It's the best though. I'm like, what race director is out here finding the runners and taking all this footage and doing a great job? Like I... So, uh, there you were um, <laughs> as I was looking <laughs> like I was dying, but, um, but no, that, I think that was great. Just seeing, yeah, I, around that point, it's actually close to where I live on the course. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, I know how close I am to the finish because I often run the course for long runs also. Oh, yeah. So, okay. I know how far there is to go and just dig deep and get it done. Um, so yeah. yeah. Do, do you remember what you said to me when I saw you out there? 
feeling a little rough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, so the summary, um, it was very, I felt just so, the air was so thick and humid. <laughs> well, I can't control this. Yeah, you said to me, the struggle bus is real. Yeah, that's what I felt like. <laughs> and I, I guess maybe I'm thinking, I know I've ran farther distances than this many times, but yet on the day, no, <laughs> there it was. Yeah. So, yep, that's how so it went. You, you crossed the finish line. Did you feel uh, relieved or pretty dead? Or how did you feel when you, you were done and how to go? Well, I felt like I still gave it my best on the day. Um, it was great seeing a few runner friends of mine at the finish line. One of my friends, um, she is with Holland Running Club. She was there to give me my medal at the finish. Oh, I good. thought that was awesome. Um, so I was able to see, you know, some close friends, runner friends, family, family, and other friends. So I feel like, uh, yeah, I, I could have, if the weather had cooperated more, you know, maybe had. Yeah cut some minutes off there. But, but other than that, yeah, I just, I did my best and I'm still pleased with the result. Cool. So. Cool. Did you get into the recovery zone? Did you get some photos? Did you get some food? What did you do around the parking lot there after you were done anything? Yeah. So I wish I had went and looked at the recovery zone more because in my head, I, I want to take a, like pictures with people who are there, yep. which is always great. Especially a lot of runners I met at this race that I've talked to online, but never met in person before. Oh, yeah. So it was so cool. I mean, just like some of these people I've talked to regularly online and there they were. And so it was fun to just socialize with them right. and meet them for the first time and take pictures. Uh, I love the, you know, the Holland Haven backdrop. It's such yeah. a, you know, it's easy to get photos there. I didn't check out more of the food and all the other things that you were offering only because I was still going out afterward oh, yeah. to run you, seven miles after for my right. long run for the day. Yeah. So in my head, I was like, okay, I have to, yeah, still go out. But, um, but everything was, I love how it's just all centrally located there at yeah. the finish line. It's not Good. hard for people to find a parking spot. And if you're a spectator or a runner, you know, find a parking spot and come wait for your fans or your runner, either way. So really nice having it there at CrossFit Holland. I think that's, I like how you do it at that location. You yeah. can't miss it. You really can't. Right. So. Yeah. And it was our, it was actually our first time really having an outdoor venue at the end. I mean, last year it was outdoor, but it wasn't like you stayed around anyway. It was just get your stuff and go. Yeah. It was the first time we weren't actually in a building. Right. And so it was a little bit uh, nerve wracking for me. Like, how is it going to be? What's the weather going to be like? Is it going to work out? And so it worked out pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, I still love having it in the Civic Center like we did two years ago. I did like it at Civic Center That was Center a great a venue. That was great. And so I'm hoping to try and get back there if we can make it work out. We'll just have to see what happens with sponsors and, and costs and, and vendors and whatever we can get over there. But... Well, we'll just see what happens down the road if if we can move it again to the end there. So you finished up the race. You went and ran more miles yep. because you're training for something else. Yeah, I'm training for a full marathon in October. Okay. So I was treating that. That was one of my 20-mile long run days, Yeah, which I could have maybe adjusted things a little more on my training schedule. But no, I just like stick with the plan. <laughs> That's kind of the way I operate, stick with the plan. So yeah, so I went out afterward and ran the remaining miles. But um. But still, yeah, it was a great day otherwise overall. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to next year. I need to run the 8K next yeah. year. So I've ran the half uh, now twice in right. 2019. And then this year, ran the full last year. And I need to run the 8K so I can get the trifecta medal. Yeah. You've run the race three <laughs> times, but still no trifecta medal. <sighs> yeah, I want the medal with the spinning windmill. Yeah. And I think it's just so cool when I see it. Oh, yes, I need to get that. So I need to run the 8K next year, it sounds like. Yep. Uh, so that sounds I can get plan. that medal finally. Does It doesn't have to be 
it can be in any consecutive years. Is oh that- yeah, it doesn't matter. Okay. You could wait five more years and run the oh, AK. And oh, you can I didn't it. realize. Okay. Oh yeah, we got okay. you on a list. Cool. Uh, yeah, so you'll be able to get it. Yeah. So marathon coming up, and then you got a turkey trot. Yep, I'm running the um, Zealand has a 8k turkey yep. trot Thanksgiving morning. That's a great, and I, it's great to see these races coming back. Just because last year, of course, we didn't have it. Right. So I'm excited to. And also, I like how it's an 8k. I just instead of a 5k and Thanksgiving morning, but so I'm doing that, and then um, then in December I'm running. There's a small 5k in Allegan. If you're local to West Michigan, Allegan has an ugly sweater 5k event. It's, it's really good. It's uh, well, yeah, you got I, your PR there, right? Yeah, that's where I got my PR actually for my 5k. So if you want a winter, very fun, smaller race, uh, come out to Allegan. And what's December. the name of it? It's the Allegan Ugly Sweater 5k. Oh, awesome! I believe it's December 4th this year. They just announced like a week or two ago that it was happening. So yeah, definitely. Oh, that's cool. It's, it's a cool local small event. So, so you got some running plans for the rest of the year at least. Yeah. And then you'll start putting out big goals probably for the spring and start thinking about next year after that. Yeah. Kind of I'm surprised I haven't thought I'm usually always like one step ahead, but I always like to think also, I, I just really want to be excited about the ra- a race. Like I don't want to just have races on my schedule yeah. just to fill it up. It's like, what really do I want to try a new race this, you know, next year? Do I want to do another favorite race? It's always that dilemma or what if friends of mine have recommended a certain race? Like, okay, do I, this is this the year I do that. So Lots of things to consider. That makes sense. I feel the same way. I see a lot of runners that are running races every single weekend, and I just can't get up for that. It's like I want to pick two or three, four good ones in the summer and really hit it and make it count. Yeah, I did that in 2018. I did the, I made it a goal. I ran like, I thought it was a lot at the time just because I was still new to running, but I ran one race per, one race or more per month. Okay. And it was still fun to have like a streak like that. Yeah. But, but after a while, you also don't want to have it, you know, rebound on you and then feel like I'm burnt out. From yeah. the the racing, the the racing scene. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, I think we got your whole story on running, and yeah. it was great to have you on the show. And for sure, you'll have to run the eight k next year, I suppose. Yes, I definitely will. So I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank awesome. you very much. Thank you. Isn't Beth just an awesome person? It was just great to talk to her and get her perspective on the race and everything that happened this year out on the course and everything she's done in her life with running in just the last few years, even though she's a pretty new runner in a lot of respects. So really appreciate having her on and Beth, thank you so much for coming out and recording a podcast episode with us. And just, you're the first runner we ever had. And so it's cool to have a runner come on the podcast and talk about their perspective. So I recommend if you like the way Beth talked about her things and what she's interested in, follow her on Instagram. It's Beth underscore Nykirk underscore running on Instagram. So check out what she's doing. All right, I want to talk a little bit more about some stuff from the race and stuff you can you can find out now that the race is done, like results. So our results are posted. They go up exactly when you cross the finish line. They're out there. And so they're on our website. They're on our run sign-up page. They're on our Facebook page. Runners got them all, the link in their emails. So easy to find results. Take a look for them. Not a problem. Also, photos. So all of our race photos are free and downloadable on our Run Sign Up page. And also, runners can upload their own photos to share with everyone. So check out our Run Sign Up page, the photos section. I've had thousands and thousands of photos this year. We had five photographers out on the course to make sure that there's some pictures of everyone. And they're also free. I don't. We don't hire somebody and charge for your photos. I want you to have them. I want you to have them for free have that memory. 
But the other, other cool thing, like I said, is put your own out there. If you took a bunch of pictures out there and had family taking pictures of you, I want to see them. Your other runner friends want to see them. So put them out there on our photos page and just share them. It makes it a pretty cool experience too. Um, another thing, like I said before, we had had merchandise at the race, but we also have an online store. So if you want to get some more Holland Haven swag, the store is open. You can go on there, buy some cool running stuff from Holland Haven. Also, there's extra 2021 race shirts, and they are just 5 bucks. So if you want to get another running shirt from this year, go on there, $5, get yourself another shirt. All right, 2022 registration. I'm talking next year. We are having the race next year, as usual, and registration is going to open on Black Friday, which is November 24th. So mark your calendar for that. And it's also our lowest prices of the year. We start out a lower price and then the prices increase gradually over time. So if you want to jump on a special, get your pricing, get registered, get to Holland Haven on, uh, well, the race day, September 11th, 2022. And so through holiday weekend of Thanksgiving, full marathon is $85. Half marathon is $70, 8K only $30. So take advantage of that. Get on there, register for the 11th of September in 2022. Our race is always the Sunday after Labor Day. If you if you ever want to know the race date, just check it off for the next 10 years. Go on your calendar. Always the Sunday after Labor Day. All right. One thing I want to read for you next is some testimonials. We always get some great feedback from runners, stuff they've seen, stuff they've heard, what they liked or didn't like about the race. I want to share a couple with you because maybe you don't see all the ones that I see or the e- obviously the emails that I get. So I just thought it'd be good to share a couple more runner stories uh, just for a few minutes about what's going on. So this first one is from Christine Moore, and she is from Plainfield, Illinois, and she ran the 8K. Here's what she says. I'm so impressed with the race. We come from Illinois, and each time we do the race, we love it. My husband and daughter have done a few halves and one full. We all enjoyed the info you shared and they were very fun too. You did an awesome job. So, Christine, thanks so much for that. Uh, the next one I'm going to read is from Tim Hodges, and he's from Zealand, right here in Zealand, Michigan, and he ran the 8K. Here's what he said. Superb event with outstanding communication from Eddie. Well done and great job. Thanks for supporting military vets. Thanks, Tim. Appreciate the shout-out. And the final one I'm going to read is from Christine Butler, and Christina is out of South Bend, Indiana, and she ran the full marathon. And she says, the race director keeps you in the loop all the way up to race day. The course was nice paved trail the whole way, and it was marked very well. Great race overall. Thanks, Christina. Appreciate that shout out too. So just a couple things that some runners said about the race that I just wanted to share. And that's probably it. I think that's going to do it for this episode. Lastly, I just want to say thank you everyone who helped make 2021 Holland Haven Marathon a great event. It was great to have everybody out there for Holland Haven Marathon this year. And I will see you on race day in 2022.